0: Miss Alexandra Davis, currently Commissioner Seat 4 for the proud city of Miramar, has an extensive public service record. Born in England and raised in Jamaica, she received her Bachelor of Science degree from the University of the West Indies at their Mona campus. She served as Vice Mayor of Miramar in 2013 and 2019. Ms. Davis has won a plethora of awards. Too many to mention in this introduction, but she has been called one of South Florida's 100 Most Accomplished Caribbean Americans by ICABA World Network. She has spearheaded many community initiatives, including the Guns for Funds campaign. Ms. Davis, welcome to our program.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Janet. I got Thank that you right. Good to be here.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's wonderful to have you. Okay. Well, first, I must say I love your motto, putting you first keeps us first. I love it. Okay. We all do. Thank you. Uh All right. Commissioner Davis, our first question. Okay. Um, Your efforts to foster diversity in the Miramar community ultimately led to the creation of the afro Festival now in its third year. The event will be held February 25th and it coincides with Reggae Month and Black History Month. Can you tell us a little bit more about the festival and how it brings together the many Caribbean cultures in the Miramar community?
1: Absolutely, thank you for the question. And so with it being February which is Black History Month and most recently to me I learned about Reggae Month and I decided that it's a good synergy. Uh, Reggae music has, uh, you know, is around the world in every way, shape or form. Our music that we know now, which is hip hop, um, reggaeton is out of that, uh, Afrobeats. And so reggae really is a world renowned music. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of the struggles um, that Black folk have been through and go through It's really Mm -hmm. talked about in our music, from Bob Mm Marley to Peter Tosh to all those roots uh, reggae artists. And so bringing everything to bear at the afro Caribbean Festival is something that I've wanted to do. We dubbed the month, actually, Black History Meets Reggae. Mm -hmm. So there's a message in the music. And we showcase reggae, which this year, we have our headliner coffee. We showcase reggaeton, we have an artist out of Cuba called Jacob Forever. We have Afrobeats, which we have techno out of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And we also put in a little compa, because of course, you know, Haiti is our first Black Republic. We want to pay homage to them with their music.
0: Yes, yes, great. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so during your second tenure as vice mayor in 2019, you successfully implemented the use of body worn cameras for the Miramar Police Department. What were the challenges you encountered reproposing and implementing this program?
1: Yes, and of course, um, uh, Janet, this was before the reckoning that we had with George Floyd and the other police mm-hmm. killings that took place and the marches in 2020 um but i knew from back in 2015 uh 2014 when i first proposed it that this was the way to go we needed to make sure that folks who are being stopped by our police I have a record of it because a lot of the times i used to get complaints of people filming the stop with their cameras and in their phones and they were told not to film the stop you know yes. so there was not a, an appetite for body-worn cameras in the police department back then in 2015, 2014. Mm -hmm. But I knew coming back to office 2019, that that's something that I was going to push for. I got petition signed by the residents. Most residents thought it was just a standard thing, that everybody had it. They thought that the cars, at least when you watch the show Cops, most cars have that uh, camera in the vehicle. We didn't have the cameras in the vehicle, and we Mm -hmm. didn't have the body cameras on on our person. Now that could not continue. And so in my first 30 days, in fact, of getting elected, I brought it back up to the commission and they agreed to fund it. Yes. Um, I think the challenge was that the police themselves and their unions didn't want it. Um, oh. Yeah, they didn't want body-worn cameras. And, and that's not unusual because really they think that big brother is looking over them or the departments, whoever their bosses are looking at them. But at the end of the day, it actually helps them as well as well mm-hmm. as it helps the residents and visitors protect the visit. citizens yeah absolutely and so now if you ask any of them now police officers they're glad they have it you know yeah. why? <laughs> 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 because when people lie which they do on these yeah trips, they could tell their sergeant to pull the pull the pull the pull the um the yeah uh, record It's a good thing on both ends, yeah. Absolutely, (laughs) and and so now everybody's raving about it. In fact, now we have some of our code enforcement officers with body worn cameras as well. Wonderful, yes. It's a tool that protects everybody.
0: Yeah, that was great. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, well, you also pushed for the adoption of the eight can't wait policy for the city's police department.
1: Yes. What happened? And and this was after um, all these. killings that we realized there was an issue uh, with uh police officers who stand around and watch uh crimes being committed on our citizens and say and do nothing so part of that eight can't wait that was missing was the duty to intervene Mm -hmm. so you don't get a pass because you show up and see somebody else brutalizing a citizen you have to intervene you have to let somebody know and don't just watch oh my what God. happened to george as floyd with george Smith.
0: floyd yes
1: exactly so now it's part of our policy that you must intervene
0: great it sounds wonderful okay well um on january 15th you partnered with the broward sheriff's office and the city of west park to conduct the city's guns for funds drive This program allows residents from all over Broward to turn in old or unwanted firearms for money. Can you explain to our viewers how this gun buyback program works?
1: Certainly. Um, So the gun buyback program, obviously, you know, gun gun issues are uh, top of mind. The gun lobbyists will not allow for any very few changes to gun laws but the little that we can do that we should do. So a lot of times you have um, widows, widowers uh, that Mm -hmm. are left with uh, guns in their homes that they have no need for, and they need a way to just dispose of it safely. And this helps with that because should there be a breaking into their home Mm -hmm. and the guns are just there lying around, it could get into the wrong hands. So what we do, we normally have these guns for funds events at churches, it's completely Mm -hmm. anonymous, Mm -hmm. no questions are asked, you turn in the firearm, we check the firearm but we don't know who turned it in, you see what I'm saying? Yes, it's anonymous. Exactly and then once there's no issue with it, they melt it down or they give it to an
0: open.
1: uh, BSO actually melts them down and gets rid of the firearm. So uh, we get a lot of uh, partnership through BSO, through Crime Watch, and mm-hmm. other nonprofit organizations, um, community access centers, giving us gift cards to hand out. We have the uh, the League of Women Voters who comes and actually gives out gun locks because clearly we're not against. Oh guns. yes, we just want them to be in the right place, Yes, and to be safe. So they issue gun locks, and and again we take the guns from folks who don't want them and we give them cash. Yeah, actually, oh my gosh. For their guns. Mm-hmm. So it's something. That, and we're yes. yeah, actually one of the few cities that consistently does it. I just did one last month, again, at um. You did. a mm-hmm. church in uh, Historic Miramar. And we took maybe close to 30 guns off the streets there. And, you yeah. know, it's just a win-win for everybody.
0: Yes, it is. It is. Wonderful, wonderful program. Okay. Now, can you tell us about some of the other initiatives you are involved in? um well a particular interest is Miramar's tree trim and assistance program
1: <laughs> yes uh, that's always a good one um on the campaign trail in in 2019 i had a lot of folks who you know had issues with their trees encroaching on their property and it is mm-hmm. expensive especially for our elderly to it be able is. to get someone to come and cut and trim the trees mm-hmm. down And so we decided uh, through the commission when I brought it forth, they agreed to set aside some funding. And what happens is that when developers come into the city, they have to put money to our tree trust fund if they're going to uproot some trees and we plant trees elsewhere. But what we do, we have that fund. And from that fund, we can assist residents, I think, to the tune of up to $750 to trim their tree. Wow. So, yeah. Um, that's been very <laughs> helpful, heavily utilized. And uh, we're glad to provide that service to our residents. And they can, you know, go on our website or call uh, 602-HELP, 954-602-HELP.
0: So it's just from Miramar residents then?
1: Yes. Right? Yes. Because oh it's from God. our pot um, of money. that oh. we have. <laughs> it's a shame. We should have that in every city. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. They got to do their
0: jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh. Well, okay. Well, um, can you also tell us about the nonprofit you formed in 2015? The Caribbean American yes. Teachers Association of Florida.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the nonprofit, even though I'm not actively doing stuff in the nonprofit since I've got elected, it's, it's, it's really does take time to really get into it. But as a certified teacher myself, I felt the need to uh, develop this nonprofit to assist teachers and students so uh teachers who may need supplies which was always an issue when we start off the school year that was the aim of this this organization which again i haven't gone too much into it since i've gotten elected with in terms of time but spirit of having been a teacher myself i know the needs of teachers and teachers and students and so i keep it active even though i'm not uh currently working uh in in that
0: okay all right okay all right, Commissioner, you know, I remembered a couple of years back, you were, um, I think you were instrumental in creating this um, shopping plaza along historic Miramar. Do
1: you uh, remember that? The redesign of uh, b Yes. Okay, yeah. the
0: redesign. Yes. yes. Okay. Because
1: what happens, uh, we have uh, money, generally there's federal money to do mm-hmm. facade improvements. So... Even though it's an older plaza, you can actually change the look of the outside so you it's can. modern, and so then you can so. take your time. Do yes, yes. <laughs> so what happened with his side of the plaza? It didn't fall under the federal. They weren't doing that area yet. It wasn't in the zone. The okay. so city decided to put money aside to make sure that that plaza looks just like the rest of the plaza, mm-hmm. and, and that's how B plaza that he owns. Because you have to be the owner of it okay. to receive the the grant money and and that's what we did there so there's a lot more redevelopment coming up in the historic neighborhoods in fact mm-hmm. one of the things we're doing there is we're repurposing a park we're changing the park to be on the other side of the street and then using the park space to build townhomes oh okay yeah, yeah these okay. townhomes because as you notice <laughs> if you look around most of the new developments are apartments for rental I've seen that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we're like, well, people seen need an that. opportunity to own homes. So what yes. we've done, we've partnered with a nonprofit on our land. We're going to be building several of them. I don't have the quite quite have the number, but town affordable townhomes yes. for folks to purchase, mm-hmm. so that they will be Great. the American <laughs> dream like you and I. You yes, know? So, everybody
0: can partake. Okay. Yes. Great. Commissioner Davis, can you tell us now more about the upcoming election next month where you're running unopposed for your seat?
1: <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, we have elections on um, in March of uh, odd yes. years. So uh, 2023 and 2025, there's another one. Yeah. Um, so this cycle, it would have been me and the mayor running in 2025 It's the other three commissioners. Uh, I've been fortunate that I have no opposition, and so I'm guaranteed my seat for another Great. four years, um, but there is an election, um, and so folks need to ensure that they get they their vote, vote by mail. What happened is that the vote by mail, because of the governor, the laws changed, and now every two years, you're going to reapply for your vote by mail. Okay. So now, all those people that were able to vote by mail in previous years, they have to reapply. Mm-hmm. That we get that news out. To
0: get that out to them. You know,
1: if you don't reapply, you're not going to get it in the mail, and then you're going to think, well, why don't I have my vote by mail? Because you have to. It's wiped out now, and you have to reapply from scratch.
0: Okay, they need to know that. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. Uh, one other thing I did want to mention, though, which I, I there's so much to talk about, but I know there's limited time. But I I am very pleased about the uh, ordinance that I brought forth with regards to art in public places.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: yes. and if you travel seen the way them. i do yeah um i go to places like chicago um and they have the bean and and so many great uh artwork on display for the general mm-hmm. mm-hmm. cost all around the city and we didn't have that and so mm-hmm. now the move afoot is to get more art in public places yes and we have a fund set up so that anybody who's building in our community needs to add money to the fund or place a piece of artwork on their property that's in view of the public okay so yeah so that's something that I'm really pleased about and in doing so we are also um, going to be erecting at our Anson Sports Center a statue of Hussein Bolt oh it's going to be be (laughs) the very first statue of a Jamaican in the United States and worthy of it And he's worthy of it at our Anson Sports Complex, which the the track itself Mm -hmm. is made of Olympic material that was used in the Atlanta Games. And we have a lot of international meets there. And I thought that there's no better person to put there than a world-renowned athlete who is now retired, but had... The most world records of the 100 meters, the fastest yes. in the world. Oh my God, absolutely. just so happens. He deserves it. it. Yes. <laughs> so we're not going to shy away from that fact. No. Uh, they were critics talking worthy. about well, why don't we put somebody else? Why don't we put somebody from the United States? Why don't we put this? Why don't we put that? No. So the fact <laughs> of the matter is, even though football is an American sport, it is not a <laughs> worldwide sport yes you know So <laughs> athletics is track is, yeah. you are the best in the world no mm-hmm. doubt you deserve a statue and we're going to do say. that sometime in may so we'll keep you post posted on that
0: that sounds wonderful i'm happy to hear that okay <laughs> you know i see you've been um interviewing you've i see a lot of interviews you yeah. know um and i'm looking forward to seeing the interview on channel six um, yes coming up.
1: straighter voices <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's all about the month you know so we have apart from the Africa Festival that's taking place on February 25th at the amphitheater from 5 to 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. during that week we also have on that Wednesday the 22nd the Reggae Icon Awards where we're honoring Marcia Griffiths yes um, and also Winston Powell from uh, the founder of Stone Love Movement. Okay. And in addition, the Marcus Garvey Award is going to Marlene Bastien, uh, Haitian-American who's currently Miami-Dade County Commissioner. Okay. So, and this is a free event. Uh, okay. So we're looking forward to that. And then the Friday, the 24th, mm-hmm. we're having a selector showdown. Which involves very you know you're gonna have the gamut when it comes to reggae month and black. So the reggae month component, we're having the selector showdown with DJ Fergie, uh DJ uh, Ever Never, <laughs> one other DJ that I have to remember. Um, but it's gonna be fun. That also is uh um, sounds
0: like it's yes, gonna be
1: yes smash Yeah, so all these things you can find on our website, Merrimafl.gov yeah to gov to be involved. oh
0: great oh my gosh okay it sounds great okay well one final question for you uh what are your plans and proposed initiatives for the city of miramar in 2023 well, and going forward of course after that
1: <laughs> absolutely I, I, and i have to think for a moment because there's so much that i've already accomplished um yes. but again we're going to erect the statue in 2023 Um, Obviously, do more for our residents in terms of housing, which we hope that the housing components, we've done a lot of work with private sector to make sure that any housing, uh, even if it's apartments, we have some senior developments coming on stream, that they make sure they're affordable. So um, we're still working on that to make sure housing is affordable for our residents. Um, What else can I think Mm -hmm. of? Continue to do what we do, which makes our city great. Because yes, and you, I tell you, I'm, I'm always coming up with ideas. You are so accomplished. Oh about, my
0: God, you've accomplished so much already. To continue yes.
1: to do. I appreciate you asking though, but yeah, housing is a is a very important need. Um, our culture, making sure that we celebrate mm-hmm. all cultures in Miramar, which we do. Yes, we, we do. Hispanic, Haitian, Jamaican, African American. We want people to love living here, Mm -hmm. play here and raise their children here, so that's important to us as well. Miramar, it's a premier city. (laughs) Absolutely, I call it the Black Mecca of the South, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay,
0: well, Commissioner Davis, thank you for helping to educate our viewers in South Florida on the many initiatives you're leading. Uh, We're thrilled to be able to cover the festivities at the Africa Festival next month. And we look forward to hearing more from you in 2023. So can you please let our viewers know how they may obtain more information on the festival? I think you've already done that. But um, one more time, the festival is next month, February 25th.
1: Yes, which is, which is, we're in February now. This is the second we had our launch yesterday. Yeah, and it is going to be February twenty fifth from five to eleven p.m. You can get tickets which start at just twenty five dollars. Very yes. reasonable to see it a Grammy nominated is. and Grammy award winning artist such as Coffee. yeah and those can be had at the our website, AfroCaribFestMiramar dot com. dot Okay, great. I'll be there. <laughs> Just let us know. Did you sign up to get a media pass? Because we have those online. Just go on the, uh, the website. Okay. And you'll, be, you'll be able to sign up to get the media. Will do. Will do. All right. We'll nice. be in touch. Absolutely. <laughs> it Was Thank very you so nice to talk with you. Same here. All the have best. Have
0: a wonderful day today. Ah, uh, you too.